just feel incredibly lucky being involved in the work. It's such a beautiful way to deepen an Osho connection and that can happen wherever we are. Welcome to the Rebellious Spirit Podcast with Ryzen and Neil. Today we are visiting with the lovely Bodhi Taru. Yes, welcome, hello. Welcome, Bodhi Taru. You have been involved in the Osho work game for many, many years. Yes. Um, do I have to say how many? Yes. <laughs> yes, we want to know. Okay. Um, well, I've been listening to Osho for nearly 40 years. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, when, when involved you... in the work at some point along there. Yeah. 40 years. 40 yeah. years, yeah. Was that your first visit here? Um, no, I first heard the sound of Osho's voice in London. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's actually mm. 40 years next year. Yeah, 40 it years last year. Amazing. 40 years. And then you were here in India back then? No, I was at university mm -hmm. and I had everything. I had my ticket bought and uh, da da da. And uh, I decided to complete my degree, which was I'd taken sannyas through the um, meditation center in uh, London at that time and decided to finish my degree. And in those couple of months, mm -hmm. Osho left India. Went to America. Yeah, mm. went to America. Uh, were you in America at all? Yeah, I went. To, so the first time I saw Osho was in the first celebration. Uh -huh. And then the second year I was working there for six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Exciting, wasn't it? It was amazing. Really? It was, yes. I mean, it's such a different world for me. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely amazing. From London to uh, yeah. Rajneesh. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> and then how did you get involved in the work? Let's, um, let's start with the editing because that's really what we wanted to talk about. Today. Yeah. I first got involved working with uh, Osho's Words after I'd been in Japan teaching English. And when I came back, I was asked to start working on the website because the website was just in its early phases. Mm -hmm. So I started off with that and then very quickly moved into the re-editing project that was happening with all of Osho's talks oh, in English. The re-editing, yeah. that, that was very kind of, for some people, that was very controversial. I know. Well, what happened first was it was decided to audio check every single talk that Osho had given in English. What, what year was that? Oh, what year was that? It probably started just before the millennium. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, it took a few years. It yeah. took quite a few years because it was thousands upon thousands of hours of talks. So people would sit with the headphones on, mm -hmm. books in front, yep. the published books, sometimes yep. first editions, yep. and then they would be listening to the audio and comparing it to the well, print? Well, they were actually doing it on, they had the text on the screen mm -hmm. because, and listening at the same time, because they were actually typing in, um, in track changes so that it was visible, ah. any difference between the words in the print, pub published yeah, versus the, published, the audio. Yeah. Exactly. And there was a few reasons we wanted to do that. I mean, you have to think, when Osho was first talking, it predates the digital world, no computers. So his talks were literally typed in in a typewriter. Some of the recordings were really clear, some not so clear. And then to actually publish the first editions in the early phases of his work, it would mean, as I say, typed out in a typewriter. And then the transcript would be edited on paper 
it would then go down the road to a typesetter for whom English may not have been their native language. Right. Typeset, book published. Wow. And so later on, we wanted obviously to get a digital version of all of the printed words. So those early books were scanned in. Mm. So you had quite a few steps in between the audio and what was on the screen. And this was going at speed. I think they were publishing these books, trying to get them simultaneously. Incredible speed, because Osho was talking for so long every single day of the week. Yes. So you had people madly trying to um, keep yeah, up with all of that process. Yeah. For yeah. some of the listeners yeah. who don't know this, Osho never wrote any books. So all his books are actually spoken books that were then transcribed. And now back to the digital and audio. That's a very interesting cycle. Yeah, it's an amazing loop because Osho's talks were often commentaries right. on very many different things. It might be Tao, Buddha, the Upanishads, Jesus, a mm. whole range of subjects. Mm. So they were made into a series. He would give a series of talks, often 10 talks, on a particular master or theme and also answer questions from seekers on the same thing. And then that would be made into a particular book, and he would start another series, often on a different area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you're right, he wasn't writing his books. Right. It was all taken from um, the spoken word. And then that takes us back to the editing. That takes us back to the editing because, so the first step was that there was an audio remastering project done, which cleared up and improved the quality of the audios so we could now hear what he said much more clearly. Mm -hmm. And then the audios were spread out between a large team of people who, as I was describing before, sat and listened and entered any changes or any differences between the text and what they were hearing. So then we had this enormous amount of material. And, and how was it? Some of it was very good, yeah. but there were definitely differences. They were finding places where words had been misheard. And if you mishear one word in a sentence, it can accidentally have a bigger effect to the whole sentence. Right. Obviously, it also depended on how well they were transcribed in the first place. Yes. Usually it was very, very accurately done. But, you know, we're human beings, not machines. Mm. So there'd be sometimes a bit of fluctuation there. And occasionally things we would come across where pieces of text, maybe one sentence, maybe a whole paragraph had just disappeared somewhere in the process. Amazing. Mm. So mm. a lot of what we were doing was mm. reinstating, right. bringing things back. Because yeah. once we had all the material from the audio check project, we then wanted to re-edit every single talk that Osho had given using the material that we had from the audio check project. Right. So it was a double thing. One was to really look to see where did we need to go back and reinstate words, make mm -hmm. slight changes from that audio check project. And at the same time, Osho's books and his words had been edited in English over many, many years, over a few decades in a variety of countries by a variety of people. Mm -hmm. So we also looked at deciding on 
house styles so that particular words would be spelled the same way and basically so that you couldn't tell which editor had worked on a particular book. Mm, right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we then worked our way through pretty much all of them. It's still happening. They're still going. And did Osho have guidance about the editing? What did he yes. say about the editing? Yeah, yeah. The two most important things were he asked his editors to he said put me into good English. Mm-hmm. And he also said, when somebody is reading his book, they should be able to hear his voice speaking. Mm. So that's the ongoing challenge for the editors, to find a way to make some changes to put it into good English. And mostly that's done through punctuation, because obviously they're spoken. Yes. Yeah, spoken talks. And... Nobody punctuates the spoken talk, so mm-hmm. that's our job to put that into the printed word and to keep, to retain that Osho voice, because that's the most important thing for us, right. reading yeah. a book that you can hear Osho the, speaking. The pauses. The you gaps. can hear the pauses, yeah. Yes. It's got that very unique Osho voice. There were a couple of pieces of instruction that came much, much later on mm-hmm. to his editors. He actually asked us to make a change. He said where he used the word God, Mm -hmm. he said, if these days I would say godliness or existence, make that change. So even though he was using godliness and existence in the later talks, he said go back and change that. He actually said go back and make the change. Now, obviously, you have to do that very carefully and with as much awareness as we have because there are many places where the word god needs to be there you didn't make it easy (laughs) um no it's it's quite a challenge and obviously if he's talking about the god in the sky or if he's you know hammering jesus and the christians or quoting kabir there are many places where god the word god needs to be there but other places where if he was giving the talks later on Later, he would have used existence or godliness. Mm -hmm. And so we've done our best to follow through with those, with that instruction. How many people on your team? How many people? Six. Six people. Six, yeah. And we have countless, I don't know how many millions of Osho words. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anybody out there who's listening, if you're interested in joining the editing team, (laughs) (laughs) please drop us a line. (laughs) Absolutely. And everyone who's involved in the editing, the bottom line is that you've really spent a lot of time listening to Mm. Osho. Because we need to have the sound of the voice in the head while we're reading the words. Right. Yeah. What has been your gift in the process? Oh, well, the first, probably the biggest change that I brought to the work was that I realized that we have Osho lovers spread all over the world. And that for a long time, all of the editing work was happening in Pune, India, but that we have dedicated, skilled Osho lovers who can be involved in the work long distance. Mm -hmm. So I started to create a team of editors who contribute to the work from where they live. Mm, So we have people working on that from Australia, Germany, the UK, the US. Mm -hmm. It's really spread around. And I um, take care of the team. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Hindi and English. Osho spoke a lot in Hindi as well. 
Yeah. So the other really big area of the work is that Osho also spoke many, many talks in Hindi. And we are working our way through all of the <laughs> all of the Hindi Hindi talks now. Obviously we do not translate from the Hindi. There are Hindi speakers who've also had lots of experience listening to Osho. And Osho's Hindi is PhD level. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that his it's Hindi incredible. Is not watching a movie in Hindi. Yeah. I mean his Hindi is up there, really, really high end, yeah, very polished, classic. So you start with that, somebody listens to the talks. Yes, and they also work from the Hindi text, and they translate their understanding mm -hmm. of what Osho is saying into English. Now, their focus is entirely about the meaning of what he's saying. They're not trying to put it into perfect English for a readership. They're all native Hindi speakers. Mm -hmm. So they're coming from a language that is their native language into one that's a second language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because the important thing is to get the understanding of what Osho is talking about. And those translations are then checked by another person, at least one other person. One Hindi speaker. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then they come to the editing team and uh, the two or three English editors who are the most experienced are the ones that work on the, on the translations. And our job is to, yeah, how do you edit a translation? And we want to now make that sound as though that is Osho speaking in English. Mm, incredible. It's a very slow process because it's really done with care and sure. with love. How many books are there to do in Hindi? Um, you know, I'm actually not sure how many there are because they're still coming. <laughs> <laughs> really? Still so coming. I've, I've how many lost have you count. done? I don't even know exactly how many I've done. What, what I do know is that we've been, for quite some time now, we've been bringing out two completely new Hindi translations in uh, English each year. Wow, and that's, that's our pace that we're, we're going. And yeah. quite a few are done. I think the, from memory, the starting point was over 240 books and a lot has been done. A lot has been, nearly all of them have been translated from the Hindi. So translation and is done. The translation is far, mm -hmm. far ahead of the game than, than the, the editors, English editors. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We have taken our time and we are moving it. And I think my sense is that we really needed to get to a certain point where we could flow with it. And I think that we're, we're now there and that we're moving forward well with it. It's detailed work because we do things, for example, if there's a word that doesn't sound as though that's a word that Osho would ever have used in English, mm -hmm. we'll check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that we're not putting in words that Osho just wouldn't have used. Correct. So we've got the vocabulary and, and the flow, but they're beautiful series. Many of the ones that we've been working on recently have been Osho in the meditation camps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they're small, they're small series, but he could still pack in about six or seven talks into a three-day camp. Amazing. Um, and they were recorded. The talks were recorded in recorded. the camps. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Open yeah. air. And yes. those old-fashioned tape recorders. I know. Um, Unbelievable. Wow. I know. Yeah. So a lot of work goes behind the scene for one talk to be translated and published as a book. Yeah. A lot yeah, goes behind the scenes. Many, many hours of work. And mm -hmm. 
a lot of different people involved in just getting one Absolutely one incredible. Wow, yeah. wow. And yeah. where do you live? What uh, part of the world are you I'm now? currently in Western Australia. In Australia, yeah. okay. And you come to India a few times, once a year at least? Yeah, at least once a year for a month. I come for the meditations. Any closing comments from your end that you'd like to share with the listeners? 40 years of journey <laughs> doing this incredible work. I think I just feel incredibly lucky being involved in the work. It's such a beautiful way to deepen an Osho connection and that can happen wherever we are. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, great perfect, great. Right. Thank, Thank you for you. coming. <laughs> Thank Love you, Buddy Tara. Thank, Thank you. you. This podcast is sponsored by Osho International Meditation Resort. Situated about 120 kilometers southeast of Mumbai, India, and set on a beautiful campus in the city of Pune, the Meditation Resort is one of the world's largest centers for personal growth and meditation. Mm-hmm.